Blog Talk Radio. Good time. 
things I could say about you, girl. I could say that I really love Yeah, baby. It's the Ang- Angry Divas, the triple dark guy goddess, the Angry Divas radio show. The Angry Divas is live weekdays on blogtalkradio.com at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our website. That's www.angrydivas.com. Angry Divas. Get it right, boo. This has been another Bitch House production. The Angry Divas radio show. Radio show. Radio show. Radio show. Yeah, baby. It's the Angry Divas, the triple dark goddess, the Angry Divas radio show. The Angry Divas. Yeah, baby. It's the Angry Divas, the triple dark goddess, the Angry Divas radio show.
Book of Revelation. If people would just get and read the Bible and read the Book of Revelation, they would really turn around and straighten up.
Divas Radio Show. It's the Angry Divas Radio Show. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Angry Divas Radio Show. The Angry Divas airs live on blogtalkradio.weekdays.com. It's the Angry Divas, the Angry Divas Radio Show. It's the Angry Divas Radio Show. Well, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to the Angry Divas Radio Show. The Angry Divas airs live on blogtalkradio.com weekdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our website at www.angrydivas.com. That's spelled B-E-V-A-A-S-S. Get it right, folks? This has been, been, been another Big Bitch House production. The Angry, the Angry Divas, the Angry Divas Radio Show. It's the Angry Divas Radio Show. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Angry Divas. It's the Angry Diva. It's the Angry Diva's radio show. It's the Angry Diva. The Bella Foster. The Angry Diva's radio show. This has been another bitch house production. This has been another bitch house production. The Angry Diva's radio show. Air live weekday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BlogTalkRadio.com. Check out our website www.angrydivas.com That's D-E-V-A Get it right, boo This has been another Bitch House production The, the Angry Divas Radio Show The Bella Boston The Angry Divas The Angry Divas The Angry Divas And he wrote the page and he, he says to me, what made you name it the Black Feminine Enzyme and Angry Diva together? And I said to him, I have learned that our anger is our power. Anger is a powerful agent of change. I finally understand what my heroine was meaning when she said, you got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's something about that outrage, that enrage that will change things for you. You know, I was watching Scandal. I actually was just watching it just a few moments ago. That's part of what took the show a little bit so long to get in here. Woo! <laughs> scandal and there's this one quote that Ronan said that just oh I don't know about you but y'all know I love me some Shonda and yes this is still scandal Friday the first half of the show we're going to spend talking about healing and freedom through these sacred tone masters I've read the book I'm now reviewing it and uh we were supposed to have folks who have also read it come in here, but, you know, things change, shit happens, you know, uh, Valkyrie ended up having a gig, we don't knock people in their coin, get your coin, get your coin, get your coin, baby, and count them, yes, rack up your coin, 
You know, I don't never fault no woman getting her coin. Your purse, baby. Count your coins. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. Anyway, we're going to review the book. <laughs> so it's going to be me and whoever else comes in here and decides they want to say something about the book. Jacqueline Harris is on deck to come in and say something and answer questions and all of that. But she and I, she had this brilliant thought. You know, I'm so thankful for the Crohn's because y'all, y'all see things that we don't, you know. <laughs> thankful for y'all. So she said to me, I wonder if people would feel comfortable critiquing the book if they if they knew I was available to hear it, right? And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't think about that. Then I started thinking about myself, like, will I feel more comfortable if I don't see her here? Like, if I don't know she's here, will I be honest about that typo I found in chapter, chapter one? You know? <laughs> will I be honest? You know, when Kenyatta Wilson came through this week, and we were, that that was a blessing that she came through here. She talked about people not being honest or not being comfortable with honesty and how hard it is. And I got to tell y'all, the truth is a demon. The truth is a demonic force. This is why so many people can't handle it. I know we've been taught to think demons are bad and all that. I don't believe in that crap. I don't. I don't subscribe to that. In fact, I have a great relationship with angels and demons. I mean, we talk to humans all day. Is that not angels and demons? Hello, let's put it on record, baby. Shit. Anyhow, so Kenyatta was talking about people not being comfortable with being forthright. Well, y'all know Diva don't really have a problem with that shit. (laughs) You know I have a problem with it? In fact, after I read the book, I called Jackie. And I told her, I said, you rushed it, you owe us more, and I eagerly await the rest of the book. Where is the next five books? There's five books. This is maybe one or five, or there's five more, but I'm waiting. (laughs) So we're going to be brutally honest, you know? And actually, here's the wonderful thing about it. See, I uh, I am gifted as a dyslexic. I have a form of dyslexia. That enables me to see all the little things that most people miss. Um, and I I think that that's part of what makes me so meticulous about the things that I do. And it's one of the foremost describer, descriptors that people have used to uh, articulate how they experience me. I'm a very meticulous person. <laughs> very meticulous. It's so funny. I'll never forget... Uh, in my freshman year in college, one of my professors was actually the mother of one of the guys I went to middle school with. And when she saw my name, she said, you, you went to school with my son. He couldn't stand you. You used to kick his ass verbally. You talked all kind of trash to him. Thank you. I love mothers like that. And he said, you know, in retrospect, she actually wasn't that bad. She was just very meticulous. She was very, very meticulous. And when she came back and said that to me, I thought, oh, that's actually a very nice, you know, way to say that, you rat. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it helps me to be meticulous about what I do and to pick up things that other people don't pick up on, you know. Um, And I used to see that as 
a weakness because I listened to what other people called it. Other people call it nitpicking, persnickety, sometimey, you know, flaky, not even, no, not flaky, nonchalant, attitudinal, harsh. I've seen people say that. Someone shared something from the Angry Divas fan page. I know this is a little harsh, but don't fucking put harsh on my shit. Fuck you. Okay. (laughs) Fucking put harsh. It's not harsh to tell the truth. You know what's harsh? What's harsh is doing stupid shit because nobody told you rightly. Because somebody gave a damn more about your feelings than your success. That's harsh. Damn some feelings. Let me tell you something. Here's when I knew I was powerful. I sat at my kitchen table across from a woman who told me she hated me. And I listened to this woman detail how for five years she had tried to do everything she could to upset the balance in my life. And she had failed horribly, miserably, bitterly even. And she sat, we sat for four hours. I had tea and cookies while she told me all the shit she hated about me. All the things she didn't understand. Why do people listen to what you have to say? At the time, I was doing poetry, open mic, spoken word. No one listens to my poetry the way they listen to your poetry. I tried it. I'm like, maybe you're not a poet. Maybe that's not your thing. My dumbass, you know what I mean? Because I didn't have a, used to be a day, Diva didn't have a mean bone in her body. Life and bitches will do that to you. But anyway, so I sat across from her and she detailed for me all the different hateful shit that she could come up with or had tried to come up with to enact in my life. And when she was done, I remember taking a deep breath, leaning in and saying to her just this, And so, now that you have wasted five years of your life trying desperately to no avail to upend the course of mine, how does it feel to know that you're a failure at what you set out to do? She looked at me. I don't know. Maybe she was expecting me to break down or something, but I just, I wanted to know what she felt at the end of it all. Because, see, the five years that she spent trying to see how she could either talk me out of doing what I did well or diminish it or beat me at being myself, she could have put into investing in herself, developing her gifts, experiencing joy in her life, finding friends that were of her own type. You are not really God until you can sit across from somebody who hates you and listen and hear why. When you know, even if it hurts you, even if it crushes you, like I thought you was my friend, you know, all that shit we go through. I went through it. But when you can sit there and hear that, and you don't go to hell off, and you don't lose your mind, everything, and you can find gems to improve yourself through that. Look at, listen to what I'm telling you, because I've done this. I wanted to rip my fucking head off. Let's just be real. But I sat. And listened intently. It was like something bound my mouth. You know something had to bind my mouth. I'm verbose, man. Come on. Something had to hold my mouth. So I could shut up 
and listen to what she was saying to me and use it for my betterment. We run from the truth. We run from shit that doesn't sound right or look good, you know? It don't sound right because it don't make you feel good. Not it don't sound right because it actually sounds fucked up, but we want things to make us feel something. I felt a lot of things, and I was also able to feel that pass right out of my fingertips, out of the tips of my toes, my crown. It just didn't come out of my mouth. I read her ass afterwards. Yes, I did, but I sat and listened for four hours to this and figured out how to use it to make myself better. If we can do that in the most dark ways, we are ready to take on the little tiny shit like there's a typo in Chapter 1. <laughs> that is something that I did not even really grasp until I read Healing and Freedom Through These Sacred Tone Masters. This is a part of my review. The things that it helped me to remember about my own life You know where I picked that up? You know where I was able to glean that memory, bring that back to the forefront and understand the wisdom and the gems and even be able to be walked through that in a different state of mind? It was the Alice Walker chapter. I remember driving down Commonwealth Ave with Jackie Harris. We're trying to go to Fenway, right? I got to show her to Fenway. She got to see the park. I also wanted to show the Rose Garden. We didn't get to do that. Next time, Jackie. Next time. Next time, we'll do it, you know. we have. To, I have to show you all my favorite writing spots, all the little places that I used to go and run and hide so that I could just write, you know, and be away from my crazy-ass life in my house and my family and the drama. My little five minutes, I stole away to write. So we drive through. We're going down Calm Ave at the time. We're on our way to Fenway. And I looked at her and I said, all right, well, I just, how the hell did Alice Walker forgive the people who wished her dead for simply writing her story, for telling her story? She ain't fucking say nothing bad about day people, you know? You know, I can understand if I called your mama ugly or something. You know, she ain't saying nothing bad about their people. She was telling her story. And they wished her death. How the fuck do you forgive that? How do you, how does that not stop you? And I'm asking all these questions, you know, how quickly we forget the things that almost killed us that we made it through. Jeez. <laughs> but, you know, I really don't even remember what Jackie said. I just remember that moment. I remember asking that question. You know, something I always say is that it's our questions that take us on our quest. Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N. Quest I on. Ask something. It will lead you on your journey. Well, it led me on a journey to self-discovery and self-remembrance. All the different times that weevils wobble, but they don't fall down. And here, for the times that we did fall, we fall down, but we get up. Thanks, Donnie. You know what I'm saying? We get up. Donnie McQuirk, thank you. We fall down, but we get up. Get back up again. I learned so many different things about myself reading this book. I learned 
how do I even articulate this? It was some hard shit, by the way. This I, I didn't have a good time with this. It took me a couple of weeks to, you know, really integrate all the energies and power wash the debris and, you know, heal up all that shit. And, and they come here and talk to you all about it. But I was thinking about a fear of rejection, how a fear of rejection creeps into what you do sometimes. I was talking to Jackie about I have this I have a book. I have not published it. <laughs> Actually I've I told her I have one book. I did not tell her the truth. I have eight books and I've not published them. <laughs> I haven't published anything. <laughs> the reason that I haven't published anything is because I kept t- I keep telling myself there's more to be done, there's more to be done. You gotta do more, you know? I don't wanna put it out there and then see something and be like, Oh shit, what if I had just <laughs> It's that goddamn perfectionist, you know, that really nitpicky, beautiful, ass-kicking dyslexia that I have that makes me just, and everything has to be just so. And I remember saying to her, it was so funny, I had just come from putting a vase of flowers in my bathroom. I was on the phone with Jackie. I was talking to her about the book. I said, I have a book. I told her about the one. I have a book. But I can't let that be my first book. It was my, you know, I was recapping. I had already shared this with her when we were chilling at the ocean, dirty-ass water. But I, I can't let it be the first book. It's not what if it flops. It's what if it's good. I don't want to be branded, you know, in one certain way. And I was reviewing all that. I'm going to tell you all, Octavia Butler came and told me it was bullshit. She said, that's bullshit. You don't want to be branded. You branded yourself so many different times and ways. What do you mean you don't want to be branded? Bullshit. You know, I heard it again this week. Kenyatta was talking and she was saying, I don't want to be labeled. And I heard myself say, I don't want to be branded as, you know, this type of writer. <laughs> Only this genre. I want to be branded. I get it. We have so much more to us. And we want to be celebrated for all that it is that we are. Even I get frustrated. You know, I had someone send me some email celebrating that some child had been lynched. Ha, 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 he was lynched over a white woman. And I'm like, what? Well, I just thought because you thought because I'm the angry diva that I would celebrate lynching. You sick fuck. You sick fuck. Really? The fuck is wrong with you? What? I had another person say to me, you know, sis, yeah, I was listening to your show the other day, and I think it's so much power to say it was a sisterhood that killed me so they can all burn or something like that, she said. I said, yes, but when the fuck did I say that? I said I'm here for the 25%, the one in four. You say that. I said, the sisterhood is dead, and the sisterhood is dying. It deserves to burn. I didn't say them bitches could all burn because I didn't say that. What? I don't want people to take this and turn it into something, but I also know that they're going to. I had wise counsel tell me, you can't really give a damn either way. And it was Jackie Harris herself who said that to me. She said, when you stop giving a damn, It'll stop affecting you. 
Now I just kind of see the reprobate minds of other people and I don't receive it as my responsibility or it is the cause of why they have the thought that they have. I'm able to just kind of let that stuff go. It's something about the way that the words in this book are constructed, the chapters. I haven't quite figured out how to articulate it. It's like I can see it. it I can see it so clear in colors and in sound. I can hear it, but I can't really. The words, the words fail me to describe this. The best I can do is give you an illustration of the complicated melody of all the different memories that came back to me reading to this, reading this book and having these experiences and, and these memories and this resonance that traveled through me in my own life. I've been using this book as a tool. I told you all from day one, from the gate, I'm calling this my divine feminine sound Bible. It is. Whenever I need a new sound, a new vibration, you know, we talked about vibration yesterday. When my vibration get off, let me tell you, I go put my hand on the book, just that simple. See, I am an empath. I am a clear empath. I'm an oracle. I feel, I see, I hear. It's all me. When I put my hands to something, you can pick the vibration up of the book itself. The book is a healing thing just to have in your presence. Speaking of presents, I'm giving them out as presents to anybody I encounter. <laughs> They're worthy of getting these books. They're just, you have to get it. I'm telling you. It has changed my life. I can say that. It has changed my life. It's helped me to understand I was taking this course and I was having this hard fucking time getting the material and, you know, dealing with all of my morality and all the shit, you know, to just really get and delve into what I needed to do. And I finished reading the book. Jackie told me, you got to finish reading the book. I was like, well, you know, I did the first chapter, and I had this whole project that I was going to do. I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to go get some of this, and then I'll listen to so-and-so's catalog of that or read. You know, I'm fucking just making it bigger than it needs to be instead of just getting to it. Like my best friend said yesterday, and I shared this in yesterday's podcast, if you have a list of 10, do three, and then watch you find your way to 20. <laughs> you know? The single most powerful for me, this is just, this is my review. However, whatever it did for you, it did for you. I can't speak to that. But the single most powerful part of the book, and I'm trying not to cry. I'm trying. Jackie talks about us being trees. She talks about us thirsting for water, for mommy's waters. When I read that, it's Indian summer here in Boston, by the way, so it's beautiful outside. Scary. (laughs) It's almost November. But when I read it, I was sitting outside. I have this I like circles. I sleep in a circle and I sit on a circle in my meditation, you know? Big old black circle. My meditation pillow. I dragged it out into my garden. I dragged it out into my garden, my private garden here. And I was sitting out underneath my favorite tree, reading the book. I have incense lit, 
no slip of water. <laughs> I was beating in between reading chapters, and I read that part about the trees. I just began to weep, and then the weeping turned into ugly, snotting, spitting cries, you know? <laughs> Big old ugly It broke something off of me, in me, changed me. I didn't think about it. I couldn't think about it as that because I had this association to the word thirst, you know, and I talked about this when Kenyatta was on the show. I just didn't go all in like this. Diva was trying to keep it together because we had guests, you know. Diva had guests, so Diva wasn't letting it all hang out. thinking about that word thirsting thirsty wow we are thirsting for mama how can we not be all of us that's why we petulant fucking children disagreeable and agreeable both this is why because we all are looking for mama everybody even the people who do you wrong I'm not saying it justifies it you know I don't believe in that shit I'm not changing that I'm not saying you deal with them. What I'm saying is the people who do you wrong is because they're thirsting for mama, and they're not humble enough to admit it. It's scary to be vulnerable sometimes. It is. It's not always safe to either. I recognize that. But it's better to face it and direct your life because you know better so you can do better than it is to ignore it. And call that shit fate when it fucks you over. Or God has another plan. Or the most time that my butt. Or the ancestors gonna take care of them. It's to know. And to do better. Knowing is the feminine. Doing is the masculine. This is how we stay in harmony. When you know better feminine. You can do better masculine. When you don't have either, you're not in divinity, you're in diminishment. This is why we do Scandal Fridays. It is the Angry Divas radio show who has helped to usher in and really introduce the concept of the divine, dark, masculine, and feminine. It's my work, and I'm proud to be able to stand and say that. This is why we thirst. We're not standing in divinity and I can say we because I know I'm working on it too. Every day it's a, it's another layer, you know. It's like you're God, but you can just only be a greater God. You can only be better at what it is that you do. Practice makes perfect. Try harder every day. When you know better, feminine, you can do better, masculine. And those two together are one in you. It just reinforced that point for me have so much knowledge about myself. That's what this book is about. This book is a self-discovery manual. It is the divine feminine sound Bible, sound tablet, sound scripture. It will help you to move through energies. Energy, sound, resonance, they're the same. Sound is energy. Resonance is sound, is energy. These are the same 
And when we have an energy block or something that's stagnating our lives, it's not until we move through that thing that we can come out on the other side. You know, you got to go through to get through. I was beating. I talked about beating in between chapters. I was beating. I had this inspiration. And Jackie, I have to say thank you. And in my store, the listing that I put this together for, I'll describe it in a minute. I made sure, if I hope it's okay with you, if, even if it ain't, oh, well, I fucking did it, or so whatever. But <laughs> I made sure <laughs> that I put your book in the description as well because it was the inspiration for me. What I made is the ladder of consciousness. It is a um, chant or prayer bead strand that I crafted from myself. And I was like, I had this moment, you know, after I made it. I had just finished the book, and I was sitting there with the beads. And as I was beading, I was thinking about how I say things like, I don't have any patience. And I was like, you a damn liar. You can sit here for hours and bead like this. You got patience. Like a mother. You just refuse to tolerate stupidity, lies, and fuckery and foolishness. And any sane person would. But you got a lot of patience, girl. Stop telling them lies, speaking that falsehood over yourself. Oh, my higher self kicked my ass that day. It was beautiful. Maybe y'all got weak little higher selves that don't tell you no truth. But my higher self talks to me like a crone old granny. Cusses at me and fucking Powerful. But I put this ladder of consciousness strand together. And it is, I, it goes hand in hand with my sound, my sacred tone master's sound bible my Divine Feminine Sound Bible. It goes hand in hand for me. In fact, I keep my beads on the book. It's a representation that this is something that is sacred. I made the book God. Don't take that away. That, that's not what I'm trying to convey to you. I have to make sure I say that because you never know where somebody's fucking mind goes. <laughs> book in high esteem and in high regard and it is a part of my sacred spiritual practice it has helped me to redirect how I look at and approach my own businesses as well the business of spirit the way that I do angry divas sometimes it's conflicting because you know diva want to rage but then sometimes diva got to put her Oprah voice (laughs) I have to do my Oprah Uh, I don't know if anyone wanted to call in and weigh in. I think I am just about wrapping up. Uh, I have one more thing I'd like to say, but you can call in 347-826-9930. We've got another 52 minutes before we go into overtime, so we've got enough time, people. 347-826-9930. The last thing I wanted to comment on, the torchbearer section it it just reminded me of this quote I saw work until your idol becomes your rival a healthy spirit of competition not a negative spirit of competition where you're trying to crush somebody because you idolize them and you're jealous and you think if you just kick them while they're down and 
steal from them that you can ascend. That's not how this works. Especially now when you come up against powerful people. You don't mm, No. Some of us just will not be killed. There are some of us who have been through hell, dragged by our hair, and we just simply will not be killed. I'm talking about the spirit of competition that empowers you to do better, to strive harder, to work harder. I'm talking about getting in league with women that you see are making their dollars make sense, not C-E-N-T, sense. Their dollars make sense. Their work ethic makes sense. Reconnect to yourself as that. I was talking with one of my friends the other day, and she said to me, so what have you been up to? We haven't talked in a couple of days, you know. We used to talk every day. We haven't talked in quite a, a weeks or some, how many? I don't know how many weeks, but it's been a couple of weeks. And she says, "What's going on with you?" I said, "Um, I, I really did." I said, "Um, man, I've been like working, you know. I just, I never worked more hard until I worked for myself, you know. Like now, it matters to me. <laughs> now, be real, be real. You might like what you do." But I tell you, for all you like what you do, you don't love it until you're doing it because it's yours. There's nothing in this world like having your own, taking pride in it, planting little seeds and watching them grow, keeping the bugs out of your flower patches and shit like that. Yes. So she said, well... You been keeping up with your dance moms? I says, oh, hell. No, I haven't. I don't even know if there's new episodes. Damn, I don't remember the last time I saw a dance mom. Well, you know, this was yesterday. You know tonight's scandal. I says, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it tomorrow before the show. I'll probably have to start the show late because, you know, I'll be trying to catch up on scandal, how to get away with murder, and Grey's Anatomy, and all the shit I ain't had time to watch. like, well, what have you been doing? I said, I have been working, and when I am not working, I am sleeping. And when I am not sleeping, I am doing spiritual self-development and self-discovery. And I am imparting that knowledge to other sisters. Every little nugget I get, those who are worthy, those who have signed up for our boot camp and such the like, oh, yeah, those who invest in themselves, they get the best of me. Because I learned the hard way. It's one of the lessons that spirit was trying to get across to me. What spirit? My ancestors. My grandmother. I love her. She's wonderful. My grandmother is the one who told me to add Jackie Harris on my Facebook. I just saw her face. And I was like, this lady. Something about her. I liked her energy. I liked her spirit. I was a little scared. I ain't going to lie. I thought I put her on a restricted access on my page. Nope, full access. Yeah, okay. When I found out, I panicked like, oh, shit. God damn. All right. That's not what I meant to have happen. Oh, well, what are we going to do? My grandmother is the one who told me her, connect with her. It's my grandmama. The lesson that my grandmother was trying to get across to me when I sat at my kitchen table and listened to someone I had thought was my friend for five years tell me and have proof she had receipts, y'all. I'm talking about 
Y'all know them legal pads, them yellow legal pads that you go and you get them long notebooks, them legal pads you can get at Staples and shit? She had front and back pages, eight stacked of them, of her plans and plots and failures. She made it a full-time motherfucking job, right? It was a full-time job. I had copies of it for years. For years, I kept copies of it. I don't know. I might still somewhere in storage have a copy of it. I thought I, I expunged all of it from my life because I figured I don't need to carry this anymore. But I was like, no, I'm going to have proof because if this bitch ever tried anything else, I will destroy her. You know, I, I just, <laughs> I'm going to be real. I'm going to put it on record. This bitch tried anything. I will destroy her. I got rid of it. I got rid of it. To the best of my knowledge, I got rid of it. That's what I put on record because who knows? Like I said, there might be something in storage with all my other papers. Who knows? But I made sure that I sat and listened, and my grandmother wanted me to hear that. My grandmother wanted me to go through that because my grandmother's been trying all my life to get me to really grasp the lesson. Baby, they talked about Jesus. You know, that was my grandmother's response to everything. My father told me this, these stories about him being a little boy. And they go to say something about mother. He said, I punched them right in their mouth. I didn't care. I wild out. All of us did. We come home and mother talking to us and fussing at us while we were out scrapping, scrappling, whatever the hell. I can't remember how he said it. Mama, they was talking bad about you. They said something, 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 And my grandmother always had the same fucking response. Baby, they talked about Jesus. <laughs> Baby, they done talked about Jesus. That was her refrain. That be unto you. She said it so much, we put it on her her headstone when we buried her. I've noticed it's been creeping into me every time I talk to her. <laughs> that was the lesson. That was That was one of the lessons, one of the many lessons that I am so thankful to have imparted to my life to be able to share with y'all, of course, like I share every fucking thing else that I come in here and share with you. And <laughs> to really go through this transformative experience, Jackie, thank you. Thank you for your living water. I was thirsty. God, it's like someone had put salt around my tree, around the roots of my tree. Thank you so much for your water. be back in just a flash. Like I said, I'm going to play a song and, um, you know, go have a good cry. And then we will open, <laughs> we will open the mic and um, we will be back in just a flash. What's the hell song I'm going to play? Well, now I don't know what song. Here we go. I love this. I'm going to keep it back for y'all. Keep it back in the day.
That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Oh, that looks beautiful from here. Yeah, can you hear me? You sure can. Welcome. Okay, I just thought I'd take a few minutes to call in and say thank you for those beautiful words. I really appreciate it, and I'm just so glad the book, you know, you were able to get the gist of what I was trying to put across in that book. I appreciate it, and I just hope it helps many others. Me too, because it has changed. I can't stop crying. Every time I start thinking about it, I'm like, oh, God, help me. Oh. <laughs> it has changed my life. It's beautiful. You know, it really has. And, and it's just, uh, I will talk to you and give you the full scoop. These people don't get the full scoop. You get the full scoop later. But <laughs> it has changed my life, how I look at things, how I look at myself, how I relate to myself how I understand and look at, you know, even using what we consider to be dark emotions to be the bridge as uh, the bridge over the gap between where you are and where you need to be or what's best for you, you know, using anger as a powerful element and conductor of change in your life, using arrogance right. to bridge the gap between a low self-esteem into knowing that you are worthy of your dreams, you know, all of that stuff. It just helps you look at it so differently. And I, thank you. That's all I can say. You know, and I tell everybody get the book. I tell people get this book so much it's a freaking chain. You know what I mean? I'm gonna get me some T-shirts and a sandwich board <laughs> and a bell. <laughs> it's much appreciated. It it really is. I'm I'm very happy to hear. That. You know um, what it's doing for you, and what it's yeah. done for me. So I was a test person, so I know firsthand. You know if you if you allow it. Uh, the healing that can and will take place. So I, I I know where you're coming from. I've done all the crying. I still do it from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at the book sometimes thing. and burst into tears. I look at the book and burst it. I had to turn it upside down <laughs> one day. <laughs> that full move, that blood move, I had to turn the book upside down. I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> it was too fucking much. I just kept crying every time I looked at it. <laughs> That was a very chanting and prayerful kind of day, that full moon day. What was that, the 8th? Yes, <laughs> about 10 days ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. It is just, mm-hmm. I mean, I I can't say anything other than it's been very, very helpful. It has been an amazing sort of, you know, I that's why I relate to this so much. I just realized it. This is spider wisdom, y'all. That's my totem, my favorite totem. Spider, the weaver, the divine weaver, to be able mm-hmm. to take the fragments of your life, your lessons, your blessings, and weave that together into something. This is spider medicine and spider wisdom. That's why I love it. It's, every time I read another part, I see something else. That's why I keep talking about it. You can't shut up. It's terrible. It's just as bad as, you know, I had this whole period where I had to turn and have a segment of my show, Something Dawn Said, you know, because I just kept hearing 
That's what I'm saying. So the dog said, I did it, you know, in the Tone Masters book. I said, damn it, this is going to be a Tone Masters segment. Gee. <laughs> I just can't keep chewing on it, you know. It's good. It's it's good stuff. I am enjoying it. It has really just helped to revitalize and just shift. You know, the, when you have issues with perception, it's debilitating and it's dangerous. And it has really helped me with those little those little perception issues. That's why I know this is spider wisdom. Eight eyes, seeing eight ways, eight directions, eight paths, all the time. You can always mm. see it through another lens. If you don't like what you're seeing, change the lens you're viewing it through and look at it differently. Exactly. And look at how you can change it, what you can't change, and accept that shit too, and do what's in your power. That's what has it's, re- it's forced me to do it. I'm doing it now. I don't just know it. I'm also doing it. Brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. I've enjoyed it so much. Um, it's all I talk about with sisters. I, I called Valkyrie after I read the book, and I said, okay, I understand why you was crying. So she said to me, she she got the e-book, so she you know, got hers before I had got mine, so she was done with hers, you know, before I even got to touch my copy. So I was just too done with her. Don't even talk to me about the book. So I just cried and cried and cried. So I don't want to hear about what you did and your pride. I don't want to hear about it. So I had to call her back and humble myself and say, I understand <laughs> been an insolent bastard and all petulant because you got your book before I got mine. Um, that's all that was about. <laughs> she was like, I understand that you were upset that I had got my book first, and I'm glad that you understand why I was crying. And I'm glad that you had your good cries, good water. And when she said it, I was like, oh, my God. Jackie talked about being thirsty. You know, I never really let myself cry. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't been that person. I think that's why it's just bubbling up now. <laughs> Yeah, that that used to be me too, you know, because I always viewed it as weakness, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop crying, because I, I mean that's what some of the things we used to hear when we were little. Yep, when you were little, you know, that's they didn't just tell little about. boys that; <laughs> little girls were told that too. Yes. So, um, you know, you kind of grow up with that block, and then when you do want to cry, you, you know, you 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 do feel uh, weak. So you suppress it, and all that does yeah. is destroy you on the inside. So, yes, I'm like, no, I realized no, no. after I read that, Jackie, I realized I was so malnourished and underwatered from the womb right. to the day I walked out of my mama house and said, "Deuces, I ain't seeing you, motherfuckers, no more." Okay. I had not been properly watered, and I had also, because I had not gotten water, I wasn't willing to go get it either. I told myself I didn't need it. It's a lie. Right. Imagine being right. afraid to nurture. You, you so just malnourished and maligned by what should be nurturing that you're afraid to even nurture yourself. I had to get over that, and this book has really helped me to even see all the different steps I've taken to get over it and helped me to really break peace. That and really remove that final stumbling block and stronghold that was in my way of being able to give myself water. And now I water myself regularly. <laughs> we get good water. <laughs> Not that dirty-ass Boston water. We get good water. <laughs> right, because you know they say today most people are literally walking around and they're dehydrated. 
most of their mm-hmm. physical ailments and you know issues that a lot of black women have is really because they're dehydrated. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really drink water. A, a lot of people, are, the the water phenomenon is pretty new. Yes. For the most part, a lot of people are suffering from dehydration. And mm-hmm. I equate that with because they're dehydrated spiritually also. Yeah. They so. had to nurture themselves in a spiritual sense. And I say they and I mean me. Let me just talk about myself or somebody get all upset. But I had to nurture myself with sweet things, you know. So I would go to church to get a sweet spirit about me. I would pray to ask God to help me to be sweeter, to help me to enjoy life more, to help me to have joys in my life to combat all the other things that were going on that were so painful and horrible. And sugar is a way that we placate children as well. You give kids candy to shut them up, whatever. All these different right. little things, we develop an addiction to feeling good and to what sugar or sweetness does, whether it's sweetness of, you know, it's good to hear the mother singing at church, that's so sweet to my ear, or I know I should have some water, but let me get this Pepsi. You know, those kinds of things that we do to to self-soothe that aren't actually soothing, that are actually debilitating, that are actually killing you and pulling out of your bones even. That's why people have bone right. issues when they get old, because they are dehydrated. You're right. It is. You are what you eat. And if we're not eating well spiritually, I guarantee you, once my spirit suffered, once I, after I was raped last year, before that, I was a vegetarian. I ate fish only. I was drinking water like it was fucking crazy. After that, I started. I never liked beer. Never before. Now I love the taste of some beer, y'all. You taste it. You know, I'm back on meat and some more stuff. And I have been noticing I want it less and less and less the more work I do on my spirit and on putting back into myself what was taken from me and and giving myself permission to have it and saying you worthy. None of that shit matters. You can do better. You can have better. You can be more. You can be healed. You can continue to do your work. And actually seeing that change. I don't want meat no more. I have it every once in a while. I, I've got myself to a one time a day having meat, getting off of red meat. I'll have poultry. Um, you know, wean yourself down, but actually putting attention back into what I'm putting in my body instead of going through the motions. A lot of the times we do. We just exist. We're not living. We're just existing. We're a shell, and we're trying our best. You know what? Yes, fake it till you make it, because one day you'll get tired of that, too. You will. Yes. I did. We all do. Everybody has their own path to walk, and we all get there in our own time. Just stay the course. One foot in front of the other, and one day you'll be skipping, easing on down the road and shit. You know what I mean? Do what's up. It'll be a great, great, wonderful thing going on. You know, that's where I'm at. I'm about ready to ease on down the road, you know? Oh, okay. Again, I say thank you. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. You truly are welcome. So I just wanted to, you know, call in and thank you for the show and um, say how much I appreciate it. I'm glad that you were able to come through. I know there's no crying on the air. There is crying on here. God damn it. There's no Plenty of crying. Plenty of crying. Anyway, <laughs> I am so glad that you were able to come through. I know you have an appointment to get to, 
I'm glad that you were able to come and grace us with your presence and your wisdom and all your words again. You're always welcome in the house of Diva. You know that. And you're always welcome in my life especially. And um, everybody, make sure that you get the book. I have it all in the description. Um, It's on the Angry Divas fan page. The website is sacredtonemasters.com. And the book is called Healing and Freedom Through the Sacred Tone Masters by Jacqueline Harris. She is dynamic. Her medicine is good. Get you a spoonful and swallow. And go from there. Yes. I know you have to go, sis. Go ahead, sis. Have a great day, and I'll be talking with you again soon. Okay. Take care. And everybody else, take care and have a great one. Blayton and Justice, sis, I just opened your mic. Welcome to the Angry Divas Radio Show. You're on with us, sis. How you doing? Take yourself off mute, Blayton. <laughs> Y'all know we be muting ourselves. We're about to, uh, you know, break on into scandal. You know, since Jackie had to, had laughed at me about my little tears, I'm going to put the fire back on the Take the water. I'm going to put all that water in a pot, and I'm going to put the fire on under that bitch. <laughs> I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch How to Get Away with Murder and Scandal, um, but I did. And I have to tell you, if they don't get the fuck out of that bonfire and whatever the hell that uh, that whole come homecoming party thing is, uh, I don't even know what. Where do we begin with how to get away with murder? Let's start with Viola Davis's hair hat. Let's start there. Let's start right there and there. Listen, Shonda, yes, this is TV. People change their hairstyles. And Annalise's wig can be improved. Now, this wig is an improvement over whatever the hell that was last week. Need some work. All right? And if you could just get the wig, if you could just do a wig poll, all right? See, because people are stupid. You know, Viola and and Shonda, people are dumb. All right? So, if y'all do a wig poll on y'all's page, y'all's How to Get Away with Murder page, and you put, like, six wigs together and ask everybody to vote on their favorite fucking wig, then maybe you could just satisfy them and they shut up about it. All right? But I'm just reporting to you, live, bird's eye view, what goes on in, um, you know, the land of the Internet when uh, this show here come on every Thursday night. So Viola Davis needs a new hair hat, number one. Number two, I don't even know where to begin with this show. There are so many plot twists, so many lessons. I don't even want to talk about that one yet. I'm going to go right into Scandal. I'm going to skip it. Yep, because it's my show. We're going to skip it. I just want to talk about the hair hat. This is not how to get away with murder Friday. This is Scandal Friday. You know, so let me get off of that. Blatant injustices. Welcome, sis. Your mic is open. Peace be unto you. You know, feel free to weigh in here at any time. So, whatever. We're going into Scandal. Scandal Friday. I loved Scandal. I loved, uh, y'all, hmm. I used to be Team Livy. When the show first came out, first, like, three episodes, I was Team Livy. After that, I quickly realized, get off of teams and just watch. Now, if I have to put my uh, quarter behind a front runner, it would be Melly. Melly is getting the redemption song special treatment. And Livy has been reduced to booty call. 
I think Blayton was in the building. I think Stardance and Supreme was in the building. I think um, Galactic Scientist was also in the building. And we were salivating over that three-person chessboard, y'all. Mm. I, I'm getting it. I'm getting it today. After we end the show, I'm getting it. I'll tell you what. But that was some chess playing for your ass. Tom was photographed in the facility getting those vials. Tom was photographed touching the president's son moments before he died. Tom was caught using his badge to check into a facility. Tom might even be in on the setup. He knows that the only friend he has is Roman. He knew that if he set Jacob, the possibility that Ronan might actually come through and keep him from having to, you know, take a hit was great. He did it. He had no choice. He couldn't betray B613. He was not going to betray B613. His hand was forced. His loyalty was not to himself. That's a real soldier. Mm-mm. Soldier. His loyalty was to his objective. I've been incorporating a lot of this lesson, these lessons and this stuff in my boot camp work. We talk about being a soldier for yourself, being a soldier in the army of your own business, and how to implement some of this wisdom, how to make it work for you. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to know how it works. It's a very different thing. It's a very, very, very different thing. I think Shonda Rhimes is not only brilliant, but she's an evil genius. (laughs) The reason I think she's an evil genius is if you've ever paid any attention to some of the lines in this show, you understand what I'm saying. That Ronan quote when he was talking with Tom, and he said, disappointment often turns into frustration. Frustration to resentment. Resentment turns into anger, anger to rage, rage to indifference. And when I reach indifference, I might not remember you, my golden boy. I want to ask you all to consider, at the point where Ronan put his hands on Tom's shoulder, and did you see, he? that was a, a move, it was a certain move. He did that. He did the hand signal. There were a lot of different symbols in that scene. But I want you all to think about the tone of voice he was using, the word choice, the cadence that he got up to. He went from frustration to resentment to anger to rage. And when he got to rage is when Tom said Ballard, Jake Ballard. Tom realized 
I am almost to indifference, motherfucker. You better give me what I want. It's amazing. It's amazing to be present with the dark one, to see how the dark one operates, and to really not think that that extends to you. To find yourself not subject to the way that that particular realm is run. It's an, a level of arrogance that I can't stand. Now, I like arrogance, but that kind of arrogance I don't stand for. That's why we don't let guests in here. That's why I don't let men come in here and talk. Not when they're talking all crazy. Now, if you come in here and you have some sense and you don't have a dick brain, you can talk. But if you don't have that, we tolerate that. That's why we set boundaries and standards. That's why Diva rages and storms and I do all the things that I do and it's all with purpose and on purpose, even when it doesn't look like it. Even when it looks out of control, it's still very, very controlled. It's a good lesson for me. It's a very good lesson for me to see that and to show that to people. People learn how to treat you based on what you allow, what you permit, and what you engage. They even see what you do and what you represent, but they still don't think it will be extended to them. Everyone thinks they're exclusive. Because they think that they're exclusive, they don't realize that they're not, especially not if they desire to walk with you and you really are the genuine article. When you are the genuine article, there's not a thing that can shake you, break you, or remake you. That's real. No matter what happens, you will find your way back to them. Ronan has shown us that. Remember, Ballard used to be command. Ronan was a captive of the United States government. Ballard was in command. Remember, y'all? Ronan has made his way back to one. Through a series of very strategic moves, he made his way back to one. Jake, poor, formerly idealistic Jake, who was thrown into the dark and had to figure his way out. I identify with Jake, you know, but I also don't pity him. Did y'all see when he threatened to snap David Rose's neck? That shit had me dying. Actually, hold up. Let's just put this on record. When he told David Rosen, you give me the motherfucking files, I will snap your neck. That shit, what if the pussy? Yes, it does. That's brilliant. I was like, oh, Jack, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. You be going in to snap people's necks and stuff. Yeah, it's that dark shit get me off, y'all. He told, I will break your motherfucking neck. You gonna give me what the hell I asked for, I'm gonna break your goddamn neck. How about that? Dude, you got one or two options, bitch. Give me what I came for or get your neck broke. Wow. That dark masculine rose up out of him, did it not? Amazing. Okay. There might be an issue in the chat room, everyone. Blog Talk just announced it to me. I had to take a pause to hear that. You're going to need the flash chat link to get into the chat room. That's why we're having issues with it. I had no clue until they told me. 
here's the flash chat link. It's in the chat room now. Why am I doing that? You can't see the chat room. The flash chat link will be on the Angry Divas fan page in just a few moments. Um, just give me a second to go there and actually post it. And that's how you can get it back into the chat room. Um, it's a blog talk issue. It is not something that I did. So the Angry Divas flash chat link is now on our fan page on Facebook, Angry Divas, the Black Feminine Enzyme. So everyone who got kicked out of the chat room um, and those who could not get into the chat room, you are more than free to get back in. All right? All right. And we had callers drop. All right, that's fine. Let me open back up Blatant Injustices' mic. Hold on a second. Let me just do this. All right, peace, Blatant Injustices. Your mic is open, sis. Did you want to say something? Weigh in. Um, right now I've been playing around with the computer because I didn't know it was a BTR problem. This computer does a lot of stuff itself. So, oh, uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. If, they, if they had just told me earlier, I would have let you know. But, yeah, it's a blog talk issue. It's not your computer. It's the blog talk, y'all. It's not y'all's computer. Your computer's fine. Blog talk is on something. Okay. Because okay. I kicked out of house and all kinds of crazy going on. Yep. Yep. You know, we still in Mercury retrograde. And Mercury retrograde typically deals with communication, technology, travels, contracts, all that sort of thing. So, you know, just anticipate a little bit of wonkiness. Uh, stuff like that going on because, you know, people buy into this shit and create problems because of their thoughts. <laughs> you know, I had someone in one of the groups I'm in talk about, I, they said that they hadn't gotten any sales because of Mercury Retrograde. I was like, bitch, you lying. Mercury Retrograde ain't that. <laughs> you lying. Mercury Retrograde ain't did that to you. Liar. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's blog talk, y'all, so eh, whatever. Flash chat is up on Angry Dude's fan page. Um, call in 347826. On, on, my, on my YouTube page, though. So. Okay, cool, cool, cool. 347-826-9930, everybody. Call on in, eight minutes and counting. Blake, what you have for me today, Mama? Um, I've been watching... Uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff happen around me that is just really strange and in line with what you were talking about as far as uh, things going backwards or moving backwards or whatever. I've been watching all kinds of strange attacks happen around me. Details uh, escape me right now. But um, it's been a real challenge dealing with uh that 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 amber light trying to put my light out. And I I dealt with a, a really strange challenge today. Sitting back watching the movie and also yesterday because I, 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 I don't have cable myself. So I go to my neighbor's house to uh watch the, the trip the triplet, the uh the uh Grey's Anatomy, the the scandal and the um Yeah, baby. Mhm. The Shonda Rhimes triplet and uh yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw them all yesterday and at the time that I'm watching how she is showing how we uh go through all kinds of, at the very same instance, I'm watching the amber light and negative energies trying to do the exact same type of thing 
in my environment. So I was like, this is just, uh, how you say Didn't I tell y'all Shonda is trying to help us out? Shonda be mm-hmm. putting all kind of messages. She is like our prophetess of pop culture. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> Shonda Rhimes is the prophetess of pop culture. She puts messages out about what kind of energies are going on. This is why I talk about that dark masculine and dark feminine, and it is just caught like wildfire all around. I've seen people, you know, talking about these things and really, really honing these these concepts in because it's real. She is actually trying to help us. She's putting out there what the energies are, showing us how setups happen, how to make smart alliances, how to make sure, you know, dot your I's and cross your T's. You saw that whole thing with how to get away with murder, the woman, the white woman who was set up by her assistant, who she looked at as like a son to her. She kept saying, mm-hmm. all of my people are like my family. They would never do this to me. That's where women fail. You have right, no family. Right, because you have to have your eyes open. You got to have your eyes open. When your stuff starts messing up, it's from the inside. It's an inside job. It's an inside job. Because a house divided against itself cannot stand. So when your house starts to fall apart, you better take inventory of who the fuck is in there and who got hand in what and who got access to what and who set your ass up. Right. Because because they will work together against you and it will be your own house. When I talk to we, this is Black Business Week. And I have borne witness to a lot of the things that have gone on in my own life as I've developed my business, a lot of my pitfalls, things that I've learned, lessons, things like that. When my first business went under, it was my family that did that to me. My mother and my own blood sisters did that to me. My mama did it. Nobody's exempt. It's always an inside job. When your house falls apart, you better take inventory. Who's on the inside working against you, baby? Blatant injustice, real talk. We saw that happen. Me and you, on some other stuff, on some other stuff we don't even have to put up. We saw that shit happen. But when other people in your team are not really on your team, they will be turned against you by that motherfucking snake in the grass who came in to divide the house against itself to make it fall. That's mm-hmm. why you have to have a clear cut boundary. And we don't let nobody come up against the house. We don't let no one come in who could put division between the house. If we don't agree, we don't agree, but we don't dwell together. You got the right to walk your own path and go your own way and have your own house that you set up. But you will not have your disagreeing ass in my motherfucking house setting my shit on fire. No. I see no problem with that. I see no problem with that. I have nothing but respect for it. That's how we lose things. We let shit be watered down, you know? That's why I'm a staunch, we are not pro-man, not even man in a dress, not man in female face. I don't tolerate black face. I don't tolerate female face. That's my right as a goddamn red one in America. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, an unalienable right. There's a, blood, a red-blooded American. That is my right to set a boundary in my life for what I will and will not tolerate. And accept. Right. It's a part of my right. my reality. You know? Every 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 force will try to force this way past the boundaries. And you just have to fortify them with heavier bricks and 
lines. Mm-hmm. That's why I say stuff like mothers of male children are the enemy of female progression and female liberation and patriarchy. You know why? Because I know that mothers are going to be loyal to their sons. They, you know, women talk that sisterhood shit, and this sounds cute. You know what I mean? It's real cute, y'all. It's cute. 90 seconds and counting, and we're in overtime. And we ain't going to keep the whole hour because I got appointments to keep. I have appointments to keep. We ain't going to keep the whole hour. But anyhow, women say 90 seconds, 347-826-9930. Again, 347-826-9930. We've got 90 seconds and counting before we go into overtime. Women say stuff like they want the sisterhood, they won't work together. No, you don't. You want someone who's going to help you make your load lighter. Let's just be real. 60 seconds, she just announced it again, 347-826-9930. Call in, otherwise you'll be cut out. If that's your time with us for today, peace be your journey. We appreciate you. You can always catch it in the archive at about 3 o'clock, 3.15. And um, call in if you want us to hear the last, 347-826-9930. We are having issues in the chat room, everybody, so y'all will not be able to access the chat room. Um, that's a blog talk issue. I wouldn't do that to you, baby. I opened the chat room already. I did what I was supposed to do. But anyhow, women say that they want the sisterhood, but no. What you want is someone who's going to help you make your load lighter. I'm not begrudging you that. I do not begrudge any woman having support, wanting support, needing support. Everybody needs help. It's one hand that washes the other. Try washing your hand with just one of them, you dirty motherfucker. It didn't work. You know what I mean? It's one hand that washes the other. I understand that. But my thing is let us be equally yoked in our helping. If I don't have any children, and you do, do not come over here talking about sisterhood with me. You need sisterhood with women who are equally yoked with you, and that would be women who have children. If I have no sons and I hate motherfucking men, and you know that I fucking hate men, but you bring your son having ass over here, and you want me to make an exception for you and your son, that is not equally yoked. Because what you're going to do is start putting me down to justify your life. Then we're at war with each other because you will never be superior because you've birthed something inferior. So now we've got to war for your imagined superiority because you think that this patriarchal narrative makes you God because you gave birth to something that is less than you. And I'm not going to war you in that. You are free to be the patriarchal princess and whore. I will be God over here. You have to set a clear boundary and understand when you waver from it, that's when it costs you. People don't have to like it. There's all kind of boundaries. You know what I'm saying? There's, you got to have a fucking degree to be a secretary now. You got to go to goddamn secretary school and have a secretary's fucking degree to be a secretary, to answer phones and get coffee, to make spreadsheets to do shit you used to be able to do with a GED or a high school diploma. I don't like that either. I don't think that's a fair fucking standard. I think it's stupid. I don't find that to be worth anything. Now, maybe a law secretary, you need to know a little something more. But to answer the phone at the damn at the damn cable office or something, you know, to answer the phone at Joe Schmo's pizza shop, to answer the phone at, you know, some some state government office, 
to ask them where on the website I could find this form? You need a secretary's degree to tell somebody where on the website the form is? That's bullshit. I don't agree right. with that. I think it's fucking bunk. But guess what? Just, the standard exists nonetheless. I don't have to like it. It's still a standard. I don't have to agree with it. I get the right to say I think it's dumb. I don't agree with that. I find that to be ridiculous. I think that in certain cases it applies and in certain cases it does not. But guess what? I'm not going over to the office building who have that as a requirement for their secretaries bitching at them. That's just my own independent opinion, and it's like assholes. Everybody has one. I keep it. I speak it when I want to in arenas where it makes sense. But I'm not out here putting my asshole in the face of the, the person who established it as a boundary. Neither should you. You don't have to like it. It doesn't have to be a part of your life. It doesn't threaten you either for someone to disagree with you. That's where ego comes in. That's something I'm learning and reinforcing in my life every day. It's a very valuable lesson. Helps to change your output. So you'd be like, eh, whatever. Bitch is crazy. This is what I got to say about it. You don't have to like it, bitch. It's just that simple. You don't have to like it. There are some people who like Prince. There are some people, I don't know why, but there are some people who don't like Prince. You know? Y'all know I love me some Prince. I don't even want no babies, but I told you, Prince can pay me to breed his babies. I would have some little God babies for Prince, some little singing ass, magically genius God babies with Prince for pay, only for pay. You know what I'm saying? It's just I had to be paid, though, compensated beforehand, and then afterwards, you know, I, I got two checks that I need to come to me to have little Prince with. But, you know, there are some people who don't like Prince music, and there are some people who do. <laughs> sometimes you feel like a nut, and sometimes you don't. That's fine. Variety is the spice of life. Everything isn't for everybody, and if you try to please everybody, you are doomed to failure. I'll never forget this Bill Cosby quote. He said, I don't know the key to success, but I know the key to failure is trying to please everybody. Mm -hmm. So here, conversely, let's just take that in invert. If the key to success, if the key to failure is trying to please everyone, then the key to success is what? What is the key to success if the key to failure is trying to please everyone else? Self-pleasure. Your birthright. Pleasure. Self-pleasure. You know, that key of life is actually your clitoris. I know they got us thinking it's the womb, but the womb ain't shaped like that. But your clitoris is. Your clitoris does have that loop. It does have those arms. That's the full-on shape of your clitoris. The key to life is pleasure. So if the key to success, if the key to failure, excuse me, is trying to please everybody, then the key to success is the key of life, pleasure of yourself. Please yourself. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight as the lawmaker and redeemer of my own life. Ashe, let that be your mantra. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in my sight as the maker of the laws in my life and the redeemer, so mote it be. Let that be your mantra, that what you do and what you say, if it, be, if it be pleasing to you, that is enough. That's more than enough. See, if you're looking for someone else to be pleased by what you do and then you will derive pleasure from it, 
You are at the whim of them being displeased. The moment that they stop complimenting you, the moment that they stop singing your praises, the moment that they stop liking your page, the moment they start talking shit about you and they don't know that you can see them talking shit about you because they don't know who the fuck you are. When you give in to that, you are doomed to failure. But when you know how to erase all of that shit from even mattering to you, you're destined for success. Do you all remember when Kenyatta Wilson was on here and I told her, don't you read the comments on the YouTube videos? We got to learn how to stop reading the comments that people say to us in our life, too. How to stop letting that shit play back. You know, a lot of my self-criticism are actually shit that my mother said to me in hatred, you know? It's become my inner critic. The hateful things that my mother said to me in a bout of bitterness or jealousy or fear or anger or whatever, those were the things that became my inner critic. I had to fire her. I had to fire her. I had to fire them. I had to fire my own inner negative committee who sat and held meetings, you know, self-sabotaging meetings. I'd have named that self-sabotaging bitch, too. The bitch got a name. Her name is Wanda. That part of you that always wants to set you up to fail, have you acting out of pocket and some more shit. Getting in with the wrong folks. Give that bitch a name. I named her Wanda. Like, you know what, Wanda? I'm sick of your shit. Wanda, that fat bitch that had me wanting that uh Italian sub at 2 in the morning with crinkle-cut fries. And I instead texted Valkyrie, so I'm going to go get this apple and act like I have some fucking sense. I can't get the damn sub even if I wanted to. This ain't New York. This ain't the city that never sleeps. This is Boston. Shit closes at 8 o'clock. You know? Yeah, I named us. Listen, Wanda. You are not going to have us a fat bitch. How about that? We like how we look. We're happy with our body. You're not going to have us fucked up. You got to be fucked up if you think I'm going to go get that sub at 2 in the morning. You know what I mean? You got to talk to us. Defend yourself. They're moving in on you. How you get over the hump? Open your mouth and speak. Speak those things as though they were. That's how you apply the knowledge. Once I got, I read that uh, Tone Masters book. I read the Octavia chapter and I read the chapter where she was talking about after she passed away and the funeral and everything. And she was talking about Octavia always told her to get some cards, right? Well, lo and behold, I go to go get some breakfast or lunch. I don't know. I was going to get something to eat, basically. And I call for delivery service. The lady comes to get me. She looks at my earrings. She goes, oh, my gosh. Did you make those? I looked at her. I was shocked. I said, yes, I did. I love those. Are you a, a, a jewelry um, artist? I said, I am. I'm an artist. I'm a jewelry artist. I, I wear many hats. I wear them well. I'm a jack of all trades. I'm a master of two right now. She says to me, do you have a business card? And I sat there and I was like, "Uh." not one to admit that I was um, defeated. (laughs) I don't admit defeat. Are you shitting me? What? Not one to admit defeat. I instead said to her, you know, my mother always told me, make sure you keep your cards on. Y'all made up something real quick, you know. And I, I just I just so happen to not have any in this wallet. But let me write down the website for you. And here's how you can access me. And so I did. 
and as I was writing it down, right, I had a flashback to that chapter in the book where Jackie was writing all them little scraps on all them little scraps of paper, all her name, her phone number, her email and shit. And Octavia came and said, damn it, Jackie, I told you to get those cards. <laughs> Y'all, ain't trying to be no story stealer or nothing, but I'm telling you, I heard that shit like she was talking to me, and I saw, you know, like when I was reading the book, I actually saw Jackie writing her name down. I actually saw someone turn their back so she could use their back for leverage, and she laughed and put something hard on the paper and wrote on someone's back. I'm going to ask her about it and see if she can verify what I'm seeing. But I saw her writing all those slips of paper as I read that chapter. That's the beautiful thing about being the Oracle. You're always seeing something, aren't you? Always seeing something, aren't you? So, you know, I, I saw her writing that. And so as I was writing my little name and website, my little my little information, my little store information down, as I was doing that, I saw that scene, and I heard Octavia say, Get some cars! I still ain't got the damn cars, but I'm doing it. In fact, I'm going to ride up out of this bitch. I'm going to this bitch. We're going to ride up out of here. We'll be back in this motherfucker on Monday. Peace be unto you, everybody. Moonday Madness, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio, backslash. Angry D-E-V-A-S, baby. Get it right, Blue. This has been another Bitch House production. Free as fuck you Friday has been rescheduled and brought to you by the beautiful mind of Triple Dark Goddess, Black Business Week, the Sacred Tone Masters Revisited. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. I caught me a little fever. I'm about to go run with it. Let's do it. Never know how much I love you Never know how much I care When you put your arms around me I get a fever that's so hard to bear You give me fever When you kiss me, fever When you hold me tight Fever In the morning I Fever all through the night Sun lights up the daytime, moon lights up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you know I'm gonna treat you right. You give me fever when you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, a fever all through the night. Everybody's Got the fever, that is something you all know. Fever isn't such a new thing, fever started long ago. Romeo loved Juliet, Juliet she felt the same. When he put his arms around her, he said, Julie, baby, you're my flame, now give us fever. When we kiss it, fever with thy flaming youth. Fever, I'm a fire. Fever, yea, I burn for soup. Captain 